Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Hello and welcome to episode 11, season 2 of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, The B-Side. This is the side of the podcast where we take lesser known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that in the mainstream, and then we give them a platform to be heard because we believe they deserve so. Don't we, Wayne? (laughs) Yes, we do. Wayne, who is with me. Wayne, who is laughing for, for some reason. I'm just enjoying your intro, that's all, mate. Oh, okay. It's pretty much standard now. I don't think it's changed much. No, it's it's good. It's professional. That's what it is now. So, on this episode, today, tonight, we have five artists, four of which have been chosen by myself, and we have the wild card, which is a a new thing. I don't know if it's going to stick. It might stick, but we have the wild card. And uh, we put it out on Twitter and Facebook for uh, people to send in their submissions. And we have chose the wild card last minute. So, yeah, it's like last minute thing. And we can't we can't change it. It is what it is. So some weeks we're going to get some absolute dog shit, I think. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, I think it'll make things interesting. It'll definitely test our professionalism. When it comes to talking about them, I think. <laughs> those those will be some fun weeks, those will be. Yeah. So this week, anyway, we have Lizzie Bailey. She was the original winner of a competition that we put out on Twitter and Facebook. So she's on. We have Rhea. She's... Is it just Rhea? It is, isn't it? Yeah. R-I-A. Yeah. All right. I had a girlfriend when I was 14 called Rhea. Nice. Yeah. Um, Synergy. Mm, so there's Rhea. We have John Worthy and the Bends. And we have Catherine Alley. We do. And, and then right at the end, we'll bring in our wild card, who is. You think I'd have wrote that down? Did you write it down? I did not. <laughs> well, just, let's just leave it. It's, it's the wild card, and we'll introduce it at the end. Okay. Keep, keep everybody in suspense till then. Brilliant. It's already <laughs> out on Twitter. They already know. 
I had to congratulate <laughs> them. Okay. So, so we'll move on to our first artist. Who should we go with first, Wayne? I'll let you choose. Uh, let's go with Lizzie Bailey, let's the original Lizzie. contest winner. Winner? Winter. Winner. 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 <laughs> right. Oh. So, Lizzie Bailey. Um, this is the conversation I had with Lizzie Bailey and her accompanying song. Hello, Lizzie. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm all right. Good. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Oh, thanks so much. Happy yeah, you uh, you absolutely stormed that little competition we put on, didn't you? I did. I did. You had the full backing of your church, didn't you? I suppose so. My, actually, <laughs> my manager handled the whole thing. Did she now? <laughs> yeah. She did a very good job, but to be fair, you deserve to win it. The song that you posted... It was really, it was beautiful, to be honest. Oh, thank you. I appreciate I'm that. Sure, I'm sure you've heard it many times before. <laughs> so, uh, Lizzie Bailey, tell me, who are you? What are you all about? Well, I am a singer, songwriter, and I just try to write songs that are good and true and authentic, and I love sharing those with people, playing those, performing. Uh, I also am a wife and a mom, and, I'll, you know. So just a average, everyday, normal girl, just with a penchant for creating amazingly beautiful music. So tell me about your music, your, your influences. Cause obviously, reading your bio, you're an avid Christian. Are your influences mainly Christian, or do you take your influences from other places? Oh, definitely other influences. Uh, you know, I just, I like all kinds of music. I'm influenced by all kinds of artists. And what I try to do is just write, uh, I mean, some some songs I do write for church settings specifically, but I want to write songs that are just human songs, songs that... That everyone can relate to. Yeah, totally. That just, the, I think the best music, the best art is, is art that connects with people in a deep way. And, you know, whether that's just the way it sounds or the lyrics or both, hopefully, that's what I try to do. So I like to write all kinds of songs love songs happy songs sad songs all that so when it comes to writing your music like what music do you take inspiration from well i love like singer songwriter genre is 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 probably my favorite i I grew up listening to classical music and rock music primarily so i love both of those as well i love david gray he's one of my favorite artists i love feist i love you know the older stuff from like bob dylan and uh, i love soul artists like bill withers and aretha franklin and i, I love it all uh, but i would say that the songwriters probably influence my sound the most i like you know the real instruments and stuff like that yeah, yeah i can definitely see that in your work but not too much if you know what i mean it's quite subtle it's not like you're copying it's Still your own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, gigs and stuff, do you mainly just do your uh, worship stuff or do you travel? Have you got any gigs coming up? Uh, I am. I'm working on that. I, I've made music for years, but I've always been really bad at promotion. And I just, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't really understand how that worked. And so I just wrote my songs and 
sang my songs, but I'm, I'm trying to, to get better about that. And I'm learning the business side of things. And so I am playing some more gigs around Houston and, uh, house shows are really big here right now. So I've got a few of those coming up and yeah, just, just trying to build that up right now. Excellent. And obviously we'll try and help promote your song and future songs uh, for, for that fact here uh, if you want to send them over but uh what about future songs albums eps and the likes have you got anything else coming up yeah i'm working on a single right now with nate robinson he's the guy i did my last full length record with and he's amazing he's He's a really versatile producer, but we're working on a single together right now. And oh, I'm always writing, always trying to put new things out. So yeah, a lot of that on the horizon. Excellent. About social medias and things like and your stream streaming sites, do you have all those? I do. I'm on all the you know all the things: Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, all that. Okay, we'll put all those in the notes anyway, so people will be able to find you. And the song you're bringing today is "Who Am I?" Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if it was that one or "Falling Down." Usually, I choose the music for the B side, but uh, in this case, I don't mind leaving it up to you because I like both songs. So whichever's fine with me. Uh, I like "Falling Down." It's one of my favorite songs. "Falling Down," then yeah, well, um, yes. Yeah. So, is it on Spotify? It is. It's on Spotify and Google Music and all of that. Awesome. So the rest of the year, what have you got planned other than obviously the uh, you know a few gigs here and a few more songs? Anything else planned? I'm I'm sort of in a writing creative season right now, so I'm trying to. I'm listening to a lot of music. I'm uh, I, I I get bored easily, so I'm I'm trying to think of how I want my next album to sound if I want to get a little more experimental or stuff like that so I'm trying to write mostly right now do you try to change your sound or genre so to try and keep things fresh I do I I I'm always really impressed with with people who can have a consistent sound over many years I just I just like to try new things I, I get bored doing the same kind of sound all the time so yeah I I want to try to be a little bit different uh, with my my newer stuff I'm gonna work with a guy who does amazing programming so I want to experiment with that a little bit see how that goes excellent so we can expect some hip-hop off you throughout the year then yeah you never <laughs> know man you never know <laughs> awesome <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to play your song now. So thank you for joining me on the show. And here is Lizzie Bailey with her song, Falling Down. Look around at this house that burned down. Here I sit on this ground in the ashes. And the light hits my eyes. And I finally realized I just got everything wrong And it hurts When the nails pierce the skin And this death settles into my soul And I cry out for pain And for all of this gain That was only a shadow I am breaking Could it be that you're making me real? That this knife cuts the heel deep? 
Okay, so that was Lizzie Bailey with her song, Falling Down. It's a nice song, Wayne. Yeah. You like this one? Well, you know, Falling Down, I instantly thought, oh, is this, this going to be quite angry, like that Michael Douglas film where he gets really pissed off because the cheeseburger doesn't look like a cheeseburger in the, in, the, in the picture. You know, and then he attacks the city with the bazooka. Is it that's, you know, basically everybody who has a nine-to-five job at, you know, five to nine on a Monday morning. It's nothing like that. <laughs> No, it's, far from it, in fact. Yeah, it's it's really simplistic and gentle, and and quite cinematic. I found actually as well. It has a soul and a story it wants to tell. Yeah, it's it's a very beautiful song. It is. It's a beautiful piece of music. She's got an amazing voice. I find um, in in the world of music, you have when it comes to vocalists, you have singers, and they straightforward singers. They can sing along to. Mm. The song and the, you know, sing, we'd sing along to the accompanying music, and then you've got people like Lizzie, and their voice becomes a musical instrument, mm. and it becomes part of the music, and they're able to synergize their voice in a way that's that, that a straightforward singer can't. Absolutely amazing voice, I, I found. Yeah, I, I found that it wasn't showy in the way she was singing. You know, it was it was earnest and genuine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, earnest and believable, exactly. You know, and and I love the way that the song ends because it leaves you wanting more. I expected like something else at the end of it, but it was a fitting end to the song. Yeah, I've listened to a few other of her tracks as well, um, specifically "Learning to Be Human," 
which I really quite like as well. And it's worlds apart from this. It's it's very quite contemporary, like chart pop, almost rock sort of thing. She's very good. Yeah, she was saying in the interview that she didn't like to stay in one place when it comes to her musical style. She kind of get gets bored. Mm. But all in all, a well-deserved win, I think. Definitely earned that place on mm. the show. And you know what else, Rich, as well? Yeah. She loves well, David Gray. She loves David Gray. She does like David Gray. <laughs> I felt maybe I was all... be, being a bit harsh on her at the start of the interview. You you, you started on her Christianity, is what you did. I start, started <laughs> on her Christianity. Started. Yeah. You? You're a fucking Christian, aren't you? We are one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did, it did seem like that. And when I listened to it back, that's how it came across. But that's not what I was trying to do. You and your fucking church clouding up our podcast? <laughs> yeah, it did come across that way. And I'm, I am truly sorry if um, I came across like that. That's not my intentions at all. <laughs> If it helps, I was uh, I was at work listening to it, and I was cringing. So, <laughs> yeah, so at least I can put that right now. I didn't mean to come across that way, and I'm very sorry. So yeah, yeah. So fantastic song, fantastic voice, beautiful song. In fact, again, better than most of the stuff that's in the charts at the moment. Easy. I, think, I agree. If, yeah. I think if she was noticed, she, it'd be an easy number one. But yes, check her out, listeners. All her credentials and socials and streaming links will be in the show notes. So check her out. So swiftly moving on. Moving on to our next artist. Our next artist will have... Um, should we go with Catherine Alley? Okay, okay. So this is Catherine Alley. The chat I had with her, also her music... <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show, Catherine, Ali. How are we? Very well, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely our pleasure and I'm all good, thanks. So if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Greece. I was born in Greece and I started doing music in Greece. (laughs) I've been doing music ever since I can remember myself. I had a band there for a while uh, called Stars and Molecules, which is the whole thing there with, you know, recording music and touring and everything. And then I kind of... I felt like I kind of needed a change, so I wanted to move abroad, and I initially moved to Amsterdam, and I did my master's there, but at the same time, I had a band with four guys from England called 44 Verses. We did very well there, even though it was just for a year. I was really impressed with how music works, music networking kind of works over there, Um because you have open mic events because people go there and they listen to you and if they like you you do shows on the radio and tv and it's just, it was just an amazing year and then after that when that was finished I wanted to move to the UK like I wanted to initially and then I came to Scotland and I started working on my um, uh, network over here I did some collaborations with some amazing artists that are also based here like Sheltering Waves, False Bleeds, Glassmaster, Paul. And then with my own band, Lilac Melt as well, which is like a shoegaze kind of band. And then at some point I thought, I just want to release some music as a solo artist as well. So this is where I'm at, based in Edinburgh. <laughs> Living here has been nearly four years and just doing my music here, which has been which has been great. So your move from Greece to Amsterdam and then to Scotland, was that solely based on music or did you just fancy a change? I wanted a change in 
many different ways on a personal level, on an educational level, on a, on a professional level, on a music level, everything, everything. That was essential for me because at some point things in Greece got a little bit, <laughs> you've probably heard, um, yeah, a bit like uncomfortable, let's put it that way. What you mean during the, uh, the the financial crisis? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I thought, I think I would have moved abroad anyway because I wanted to, you know, just to leave abroad and see how that's like and mainly to do music abroad because with my band in Greece, there were some people from the UK that kind of started, they were kind of like interested in our music and wanted to help us, but that didn't work out. And then I was like, well, maybe if I live in the UK, <laughs> maybe that can actually work. And yes, yeah, so I needed a change in general and I, I've no regrets for moving here. It's been lovely. We had a band on the show a couple of weeks ago called Grandmaster Cockroach. They were from Greece and they were saying how um, that they're, they're making the same amount of money they were before, but them having to work more hours and harder for it. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's impacted their band a little bit as well because them struggling to get to practices and the likes. Well, I've been lucky with all that because... all I do is relate to music because I'm a music administrator that's like my day job like I work with so many musicians that are based in Scotland so I've at the same time I kind of like organize things for them but we do collaborations as well which is amazing (laughs) so everything I do is revolved around that so it definitely doesn't hold me back from my actual music music productivity and creativity if that makes sense so who are the brains behind this song, The Skin I'm Made Of? I keep thinking The Skin I'm In. But um, yeah, I've said, I said it earlier, this is probably my favourite song so far of the year. It's an absolutely beautiful piece of music. It's, it's yeah, it, the, the, everything about it. It's just breathtaking. Thank you so much. It's very, it's very rare you hear a song and you like it straight away. A lot of them, a lot of my favourite songs, you know, I've had to listen to them three or four times and they've grown on me and they've become my favourite song. This... This was one of the, one of those few songs where you listen to it for the first time and go, yeah, I, I like this a lot. That's a good thing to hear. Um, the brains behind this song. So I've been working um, at Chamber Studio here in Edinburgh with uh, Graham Young, uh, who is my producer, but also with Bruce Wallace on the guitar and Rob Harris on the piano. And the way it works with these guys is that I just I just have a kind of like a demo version of my songs. Uh, which I take to them and I, and we just start like discussing how things can go, what sounds, textures, rhythms and stuff like that we can add. It's been a lo- it's been lovely just going in the studio to create songs rather than just going in to record and then leave the songs there for the producer to mix. It's just it, it's we spend like a whole day in there trying to figure out what works and what doesn't and it's been an amazing creative person. I'm so lucky to work with these people that are like one of the best <laughs> if not the best <laughs> in scotland awesome then did you compose the piano piece yes yes exactly i didn't perform it but i composed it so i compose i'm i play the piano uh but i because of for years i've been because i've been in bands i've been focusing on singing and performing and being the front woman i play live as well however for the actual recording in the song I just wanted to, my friend Rob, who's a pianist, I just, I was like, do you want to record it instead of me? Because he's like a professional, top-notch pianist. So, <laughs> so he recorded it, but I composed it, yeah. Cool. It's an amazing piece. I love, I love the piano piece. I, I said earlier that it sounds like something I know, but I can't put my finger on why it is. <laughs> I've heard that before, yeah. Even so, it doesn't take away from it. So you didn't, you didn't take any, any uh, in, 
influence or inspiration for that? Um... Well, I have, like, for example, I love Niels Fram. I just adore this guy. <laughs> Obviously, my pieces are not even close to what he does. He's just amazing. But I've, I just love the piano. I've been playing the piano ever since I was, I don't know, <laughs> a toddler probably. I don't know, just composing themes by myself. I just, I just love the piano. I like London Grammar. They have like piano themes as well. You know, just their influences in general from music I listen to when I'm by myself. <laughs> um, but like specifically for the song, I'm not sure. Even though people say that they're the that theme is kind of like familiar, but I'm not. I'm not sure if that means it's actually really good and catchy or like they've actually heard it before <laughs> somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the um, I noticed as well that you you decided to keep out any percussion or drums, which as a drummer and percussionist myself, um, usually I would see that as a no-no. But for this song, I think it was quite an inspired move. I think any kind of percussion wouldn't work. But I do like how you used like the bass drum sound, which is it's it's very subtle and understated, but it's also powerful at the same time. How it ties in with when you're using the lyrics about your heartbeat and everything. Mm. It's really good. Was that your decision or? Yeah, yeah, it was me. I wanted, I wanted rhythm at some, at that bit. I, it just had to have that kind, kind of like heartbeat kind of vibe. Not very, you know, dominant in the sound, but just in the background, just like you said. And then we started experimenting with like kink, kick samples and stuff like that. So I found something. I, I, I like it so much. I actually play it live at that point. I just do some synthy, you know, I play some synths and then I just do the sound. I, I just, I just love producing that that sound when i play live as well because it's just so important to the whole song even even though it's not the you know the first thing you hear it just it just makes a difference and i'm glad you noticed it but uh, my producer as i was saying graham young he's also a drummer i really trust him when it comes to rhythm and we've experimented with rhythm in general in the other uh, songs that i'm going to release uh, in the summer and I'm just really excited with how things are going. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing some more of your songs. Are you going to be putting these releases on an album? So basically the way I'm going to do it, I think I'll just release some singles to start with to see how, you know, because I think it's really important not just releasing ones, but actually performing. So I, wanna, I want to have some tunes available for people to download if they like my music when after they've seen me playing or something. And then after I do that, maybe later in the year, I might release an album as well. But there's no rush for that. Like, I think I want to play the songs live as well, see how people respond. And I have some new songs as well that I haven't taken into the studio just now, just because I want to play them live and just get the, you know, the best vibe I get I can from them uh, for now. So, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be singles for a while and then maybe an album later. <laughs> I think that's I think that's good though because I mean a lot of people they use albums as a it's just an excuse to get some work out there quickly sometimes like they do a couple of uh, singles and they focus on them singles and they'll produce some really good music and then they'll immediately release an album which is the rest of the songs are never usually as good as first few singles whereas if you're just focusing mainly on the songs individually when you do eventually you know put them together in an album you're likely to have a, a full album of good songs I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, that would be like the ideal scenario of like just getting all the singles and then have a couple of new songs maybe and then put them in an album with like 
was that really good artwork artwork i think is really important as well when it comes to releasing music it's not just about it's it's you know it's not just about music and sound it's just um it's about aesthetics in general i just want to parenthesize that because i hope the listeners especially the people who are hoping to get on the podcast are listening to what you've just said because i can't, and i've stated it loads of times on the on social media how important artwork is because people want me to promote their work they want to come on the show they want me to put them out there they haven't done any artwork and it's like oh well <laughs> what am i putting out yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a link to your song but i need something for them to visualize as well and look at you know mm-hmm. i don't think people see the importance of artwork and cause you wouldn't I agree. Put a, you wouldn't put out a let's get we're going back 20 years and you're doing a a CD or something, you won't send out a CD without a cover, would you? Mm-hmm, and I think exactly. that's, that's still as prevalent today as it was then. It's um, it's really important, especially now we've got all you know Instagram and stuff like that. People want, like, for example, if you upload like let's say like a short video of you know a preview of your song, and it's just a black image, you know, nobody is gonna press play on the video to listen to song whereas if you have like a very nice artistic photo or like you know a nice artwork people be like oh that looks nice how does it sound like you know it's just the way it works because we're very visual uh, as beings we're very visual you know we just like seeing beautiful things and that attracts people and then first you see and then you listen so i think image is also important as well as music absolutely and instagram is a perfect perfect example there's a few times i've had to I've heard a good song and I've struggled to promote it because what well, Instagram's quite big. You know, I get quite a lot of um, listeners and followers through Instagram. A lot of uh, promotion goes on there. But if someone sent me a piece of work and there's no artwork, I can't put it on Instagram. No, obviously. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time to create artwork for them either. So it's, mm. it's quite it's quite annoying. You shouldn't. <laughs> they should be creating their own artwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's their job, not yours. <laughs> but if I'm promoting it, I need something to put on Instagram. So occasionally I've had yeah. to find something and put throw it together just to, yeah, it's quite, yeah. Yeah, so if you're listening, get your artwork sorted. <laughs> it's very important. It is. <laughs> so what are your plans for the rest of the year? How many more songs are you going to do? So basically, I will release another single in July. And in July, I'm also playing at this festival up here. It's called Kelbul Garden Party. So that's the 5th of July. I'm playing there and I'm super excited. Actually, that's that's the official announcement of that happening because I haven't announced it on social media yet. <laughs> so there you awesome. go. That's an exclusive. <laughs> and then, uh, so the next single will be Sunny Days. There'll be like the summary kind of single coming up. And then in September, probably, you know, autumn time, I will release my third single, which is going to be Misty Me. And that's an amazing song that I did. We have harp in it. <laughs> uh, this amazing artist, Amy, I think her stage name is Baby Taylor. And she's uh, she recorded um, harp for me. And I cannot wait to release that as well. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be great. <laughs> We'll have to send over all these songs when, as, as and when you do them so we can uh, push it all out there and I can have a listen to it because I'm, cause I'm, quite, I'm quite excited to listen to it after this first song. Thank you. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> so um, I haven't got any of your social medias. Have you, are you on all the... I'm on everything. <laughs> uh, so basically Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at It's Catherine Alley, I-T-S, Catherine Alley. 
Catherine with a K. Yeah, and so, like for starting from your birthday <laughs> next Friday, yeah. I will be on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and all and you know all the you know big. Kind of so you've managed services. to se- you've managed to secure a place on Spotify without even having a song yet. Oh yeah, you can do that. You create your profile and then you can actually actually you need to do that before any release if you want your songs to be to submit them to for playlists you need to do that at least a month in advance before they actually release so you can create you can even create you know a profile if you want you can have like spotify for artists and you can I've just got, do I've it got, we're, we're on spotify but it took us ages to get on there oh really yeah. Uh, no, it was super easy for me, and I also have some followers, even though I have no releases, and I don't know how that happened. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting, I suppose. But that's like another thing, because now you can add shows as well. So like all the gigs, I was in London last week. I played in London there, and so that was on my Spotify profile, and also my gig next week in Edinburgh is also there, and like um, you know, my it's short, it's shorts biography as well. So um, uh, yeah, it's very easy. <laughs> So the future's bright then? Um, yeah, it looks... I, I mean, as I said, like I really enjoy the process of just making music and I want to play as much as I can. Because I think another thing that some artists prefer to be like more like studio artists, to just stay in the studio and write and write and write. I want to perform. I love performing. And hopefully... And I think that's how people get to know you. Even if they like their music, if they don't actually see you performing, it's not... I don't know. I think that's how you, you know, grow your audience through playing live. So the future for me is all about like playing gigs, playing gigs. I have a very good team for that work on my, you know, gig booking. Uh, I work with Flow State Music that are also based here in Edinburgh. And they just, you know, they booked that gig for me in London, which went really well. I played at the um, Dublin Castle in Campton and that's... That that was amazing. It's a great venue. It's I just love sharing my music, so that's what my future is about. <laughs> so when when you get obviously you've been working in the studio with producers, how are you gonna translate that to live shows? Would you be taking those same people with you on the road or? Yeah. So basically, whenever it's like, for example, um, I have uh Bruce on the guitar and Rob on keys with me, uh, on the Edinburgh show because they were available <laughs> but that's fine because when they're not available I just play by myself and the way I do it is I just use my backing tracks and I generate some you know I use some samples and I play keys as well you know and sing at the same time so I'm just really flexible with how I do gigs obviously I prefer having session musicians with me I just because I've always been in bands and I really like playing music with other people but obviously that won't stop me from like if I get offered you know a last minute gig somewhere in the uk i'm just gonna go you know i won't wait for people to be about be available i'm just gonna do it (laughs) anyway so it works with just me or other musicians as well so that's good how you find uh, getting gigs because i know when i was in a band that if you're an original artist it's a lot harder to to get gigs because people want to listen to what they know Mm-hmm. that's true but that's like but that's a different audience we're talking about like this kind of like pub culture where people just go there and it's music just music in the background people that they might dance music that they might dance to but not like they won't engage to on the other hand you have all these people that are like music buffs and they want to discover new music and they they might have listened to your song and they just want to see you performing and these people are just going to 
come to your show and just pay attention and and I think it is as you say it is difficult it's not the easiest thing to get gigs booked however there are people in the field that you know have the right connections and when you start working with them it's just they make things easier so I used to do all the admin and stuff you know chasing like contacting uh, venues and stuff like that but now that I'm with Flow State Music they just do that for me and it's just and it works you know Mm. so you seem to be quite in the know when it comes to networking and finding gigs and finding um, the right people to work with. A lot of people struggling that struggle in that area and they never seem to take off or get off, get off the floor, if you know what I mean. But you seem, like I say, you were in Amsterdam for a year and you did quite well in, in one year. Some bands, it takes them years and years and years to, to you know even get a sniff. Um, yes, I know. I mean, I just, I'm, very, I'm a very sociable person in general and I like, I admire people if that do well in what I want to do well, if that makes sense. Because I'm not afraid in talking to people and say what I do and stuff like that. And also, as I said, if I, I know my music is... It's good. As I mean, it's not. It's not horrible. I, I pay a lot of money and I invest a lot of time to make sure that the result is good enough for people to, when they listen to, they're going to be like, "Oh, that's actually quite good." So I think it's all about just being nice and being down to earth and just talk to people. You know, we are all like in the same network and we just want to meet each other and just work with each other. I mean, and I like that. That's another thing that I like, that there's not so much competition, I think. Like bands over here are supporting each other and they're happy for each other when one, when somebody's doing something really amazing. It's like, oh my gosh, my friends from such and such band, they're doing this and that. So I really like that. You know, it's really encouraging. I don't know where it's going to go with me, but I, I, I hope it's going to go somewhere. <laughs> well, we wish you all the best in a way for all you upcoming endeavours and I hope you'll keep us posted with everything that's happening and all your releases so all that's left to say is thank you for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure having you on absolutely thank you so much for inviting me it's it's uh, it's been great talking to you and I like how 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 much you like you like the song and you paid attention on the little details that you know that's what we do it's uh I think it's, we like to think of it as a podcast by musicians for musicians well and um, music lovers obviously me and the lads we've you know we've been in we've been in a few bands we've done the producing we've done some recording and i think you know it gives us at least we feel like it gives us a bit of a qualification to be able to say a bit of something about music whereas you've got some people out there who you know they've, they've been to a few gigs and they think they're an authority on music but uh anyway that's by the boy so uh Without further ado, I'm going to play your song now. So this is Catherine Alley with her song, The Skin I'm Made Of.
so that was Catherine Alley with her song The Skin I Made Of that's her song I've got to say I absolutely love this song I love the music the, the, the accompaniment of the music is that is that the right terminology? yeah I don't know but yeah I just love the music I love the, the piano at the start fantastic piece of uh, music reminds me an awful lot of a song by Aphex Twin can't think of the song off the top of my head but it's very reminiscent of that beautiful piece of music beautiful voice as well it's uh, very powerful but it, there's not too much in it if you know what I mean yeah I'm following you on that yeah. I mean from the minute it starts the sound of the piano it's sort of it's tactile you know it, it feels like if you were in the room with the person playing this piano you know it'd be a like a dark sort of cobweb rhythm room something like out of um, Great Expectations you know Mish Havisham's Mish Havisham's front room you know that sort of vibe I got from it it's the sound of that piano you know it sounds like it's been played a million times and it's it's really quite forlorn and sad it's it's, fan, it's fantastically recorded though so i really, really enjoy yeah that. it does sound like it's untainted if you like it's mm. it's not much production 
put mm. it, it could actually be a piano in a studio that's a piano that's been in there for years and years and years yeah yeah if Beautiful i'm honest I, if i'm honest i didn't really follow the lyrics but i i got it's i got from it i got it's longing you know it's it's it's, it's got a feeling of longing and its tone you know it's quite subdued like i said i didn't really follow the lyrics i i, I just got its tone it didn't really set a story out for me it's not a bad thing you know i still think it's a it, it's a great song going to what she was saying in the interview i like the thought of of behind her brand about building creating a community of musicians and artists and and doing music that way rather than how we do it now you know i, I think musically as a country we sort of lost the art of uh, the art of that of just being a community of of musicians you know i'm thinking of like when the indie revolution started in like the late 70s and early 80s there was no big business then it was a couple you know it was like 10 record shops just signing these bands and selling their records through these record shops and then the big boys got involved and ruined it for you know all these little bands because there was you know there was cash floating about um so i like the idea of going back to that and and you becoming a pop star and a, and a rock star on a small level but still being heard you know on 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 a massive scale yeah, yeah. i thought that philosophy was and really you're well, liked um, because the people like you not because you're told to like them it's like the ma- exactly. all, all the stuff in the mainstream it's pumped out there by mm. the big corporations and that's what you're given you're given yeah. this what do you and that's what you're gonna like until we give you something else to like and then i might give you something else a bit later on but only if we still like them because if we don't we've finished with them and you'll never hear from them again because we are the big corporations and that's how we work yeah which is a shame I mean- that indie, that indie aesthetic does work as well, and and the band I'd use in as example of that is Joy Division. Joy Division didn't really hit the mainstream. Um, I think his name's, oh, I think it's Ian Curtis, but I might be wrong on that. Ian Curtis, I think, was the lead singer of Joy Division, and I think the fame and everything of how big his band were getting led to his suicide. But they weren't massive before that. But everybody knows who Joy Division are now whether it be through osmosis in something else or picking up on, you know, their most famous song, you know, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Everybody knows it. And, and that's, you know, they never broke um, commercially, really, on, on a scale of like it is today. It was all through these little independent record shops. So, yeah, so a philosophy on that, I mean, totally sidetracked from Catherine Alley's song, but totally sidetracked on that. A philosophy on that I really agree with. I think it's uh, a very good philosophy. I think she'd be the perfect person to drive it forward as well because from what i was hearing from her she seems to build relationships and and like uh, networks so quick i mean mm. you know she was, she spent a year i think it was in amsterdam i think she said is yeah. it amsterdam just a year and in that year what she's managed to do was unbelievable and the, the connections she made mm. and she's been over here not too long and she's already well in scotland and she's already building massive connections. So she's got something about her. I think she's, she could be the person to drive that indie scene mm. forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think... I don't want to be premature with this, but I think the time of, like, the X Factor and the voices coming to an end, if I'm honest. You know, I couldn't tell you who the X Factor winner was for the last probably eight years, probably nine years, if I'm honest. You know, I can't remember the last X Factor winner I remember, to be honest. Mm. Who's yours, Rich? Who's the last one you remember? Um, none of them are winners, in my opinion, mate. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it time and time again. It's like Louis Walsh is sat there and he's going, Oh, I think you could be a great artist. I think you could be a brilliant artist. And that was a really bad impression, but I don't care. And um, I really is, enjoyed it. <laughs> the thing is, you know, an artist is somebody who creates something original, something new. To stand on the stage 
and sing somebody else's work and then call them an artist, I think is it injustice to the person who is the artist? The person who has gone out their way to sit down and spend time creating this original piece of work so that someone else can come along and stand on a stage and claim all the glory for it. Old Barry down the road, you won't get anybody better than him at singing, he's the best in the area on the karaoke. Ask him to write a song though and he's fucked. So yeah, in my opinion, X Factor and things like that, it needs to come to an end. Because it, it, I think it was Passenger who uh, didn't famously, famously say, but did say um, how it's killing music in one of his songs. It is killing music there. You know, yeah. It's, it's taken, it's taken the, the 80s pop star and the 80s pop icon and blown it to absolute gargantuan scale. You know, it's obese with the size of it now. So, <clears throat> yeah, it needs to come to an end. Anyway, Catherine Alley's song is very good. And, uh, yeah, so, seek her out because she's, she's very good. She's, uh, yeah, so I can see Interesting. Yeah. See big things for Catherine Alley in the future, I think. Yeah. So, we'll move on. We'll move on to our next artist, our next artist. We'll break up the genders a bit. We'll go on to John Worthy and the Benz next. So our next artist is John Worthy and the Benz. This is my chat with him and his song. Hello and welcome to the show, John and the Benz. How are you? Doing well, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So tell me then, who is John and who are the Benz? Yeah, uh, John Worthy and the Benz. So I play guitar and sing. I'm John Worthy, and then we got Slice on pretty much every instrument known to man. He mostly plays keys, guitar, drums, uh, accordion, harmonica, and uh, sings some background. And then we got Austin on bass guitar and background vocals. So you mentioned earlier that you're on the road because you're coming back from a gig. Where is it that you've been? Where are you coming back from? We played a, a venue in St. Louis last night called Foam. It was a really cool show. We played with um, some really good local bands that... Had a really cool sound, so it was a good night. Okay, so would I be right in guessing that you are currently touring in order to promote the new album that you've got coming out soon? Yeah, we'll be on tour all summer. Um, we've got a ton of dates coming up. Uh, we'll be in Memphis, New York City, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. We played Atlanta earlier this month. Um, let's see, we're going to Mississippi next weekend. We'll be in Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, and then we're playing a couple of festivals as well, so we're excited. Wow, so you've got a full bill then? Yeah, absolutely. So, your music, what what would you class it as? Would it come under bluegrass? No, we, we've been calling it high-energy indie Americana folk rock, I think is kind of the all-encompassing description of our music. So it's kind of like your own thing? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, So we rock out pretty hard at our live shows, um, and then we actually just cut a new album that's that's coming out June 28th that's more acoustic, kind of like if Nirvana had a baby with the Lumineers is how we've been describing that one. So, uh, <laughs> okay. kind of Mumford and Sons, you know, Lumineers-esque, Hosier style. So who do you use for in- inspiration? Who are your influences? We all listen to very different music. I know for myself, uh, I've been really into a band called The Current Joys recently. They're kind of lo-fi, indie, punk rock. I love the Districts out of Philly. Pearl Jam's my all-time favorite band. Uh, the Beatles are one of my all-time favorite bands. Slice likes a lot of uh, 80s stuff. I know one of his favorite albums right now is the new Bruce Springsteen album. Austin's like uh, at, at heart a punk rocker, so he likes a lot of no FX and a lot of punk stuff. So it blends together nicely. 
you've got a lot of different influences in there. You wouldn't think that they all blend. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine Bruce Springsteen being put with Pearl Jam. It's right. uh, <laughs> you you won't put them on the same stage, but you know, obviously you've. Uh, well, I think I think Eddie Eddie has shared the stage with Bruce before. All right, okay, <laughs> that's his claim to fame. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. Cool. Um, and who who does the the main bulk of the writing? Who does the songs? Um, so I'll, I'll write like the uh, the melody and the and the lyrics and stuff, and then I'll bring it to them, and and everyone will write their own parts, and then we'll structure out the song from there. You know, we may change up the structure, or uh, you know, maybe even add or take out a part that I originally had in there. So it, it's very uh, group oriented. Awesome. And how long have you guys been together? Um, the current lineup, uh, less than a year. Uh, Slice joined the band uh, last August, so not even a year yet. But um, you know, I've been recording music under the the John Worthy and the Ben's name for since 2015. The new album coming out will be our third full length, and then we also have a six song EP. And uh, we've also been in various other bands over that that time frame. And uh, the song that you want to promote today is that "Taking My Time." Yeah, that's our newest single. Uh, we released that I think three weeks ago. It seems to be doing pretty well. We're almost at, at twelve thousand uh, streams on Spotify, so we're excited about that. Excellent. You, you, you might you might be making a little bit of money out of it then. Yeah. What, what's that like? <laughs> three, three, three bucks. Three, three US yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always say to the listeners of the podcast, you know, if you like the artist's music, don't just listen to them on Spotify. Please go out and buy their work because yeah. Spotify yeah, doesn't do anything. Short little plug, you can buy our merchandise. Uh, we have shirts, CDs, shot glasses, lighters on our uh, website, johnworthythebends.com. And you can see all, see all our tour dates and, and stuff. What about your socials and your streaming links as well? Have you got all those? At John Worthy Music, J-O-N-W-O-R-T-H-Y Music, um, on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. And then if, on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Bandcam, you can find us uh, at John Worthy. Awesome. Other than the gigs that you mentioned earlier, you got anything else coming up uh, for later on in the year? Any more albums? Any more songs? We just recorded, uh, we just did a music video on Friday in Nashville uh, for Taking My Time, which we're excited about. We're doing another music video in a couple weeks for our next single. So that will be coming out probably in the fall. And then um, we actually recorded a cover of Fortunate Son by CCR. So uh, we'll be releasing that, which is, uh, we did our own little take on that song. You'll have to send along all those so that we can further promote your work and push yeah, it out absolutely. there. Have you had much uh, feedback from like UK and Europe? Yeah, we actually just got played on a radio station. Um, Slice, what's that radio station called? Oh, uh, Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio in, uh, in the UK. Played um, Taking My Time. Awesome. Okay, so I think that just about covers it all. I'd just like to say thank you for taking time while on your road trip to join me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Richie. And playing now, here is Taking My Time by John Worthy and The Benz.
so that was John Worthy and the Benz with their song Taking My Time now take your time Wayne and tell me what did you think of this song uh, right where do we start with this song so you sent me you can start with Mumford and Sons if you want <laughs> I'm going to start with very simple I love its energy from the minute it starts uh, you know it's it's got that sort of new folk sound to it and it's, it's just it hurtles along and it's a toe tapper. You'll find yourself singing it at odd times, humming a melody from it. And for that reason, I think it's fantastic. It's it's something that, that sort of, when you're sent it over, I thought, right, I never know what to expect. All I'll get is a name. I've learned very quickly that you can't ascertain anything from a name. It could be anything. So when I got to the end of the interview and um, I got the song, I was really pleasantly surprised. I, I, I was... You know, I, I know you alluded to Mumford and Sons, and I do see the Mumford and Sons influence, yeah, definitely. And it's on the stop of the chorus uh, when he goes, "Taking my time," ding, and it's that that the way that the flow of that and the way it's recorded, it's very Mumford and Sons. It's, it's yeah, and I'm, that's not in a bad thing at all, you know. But I, yeah, I get the commercialness of it and and the way that comes across. I think it's I think it's a really really cool song. About nine thirty on a on a like a Saturday evening. The sun's just going down. It's all lovely and warm. It's lovely, warm, you know, summer air. And these guys come on. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's having a good time. You know, everybody's singing along to this. And and it'd be one of those moments that you'd you'd, you'd think about a year later. And you go, oh, that was, you know, that was a really cool moment. And that's the sort of vibe they promote for me, that they've got this lovely energy, this earthy energy. Like They, they sound like a band that's uh, going places, to be honest from the way they were talking and, and, you know, the way they're touring and... He was talking to me while in... I, I like to picture him in, in the uh, in the band bus, but that's probably in the car. But, yeah, they was talking to me while travelling back from a gig, so... Well, so what's your thoughts on this, Emerich? I can't take anything away from them musically. They're really good. The arrangement of the song's fantastic. The instrumentation's brilliant. The piano in it, I love the piano in it. Do they, they use some sort of, like... Banjo or banjolele or something like that. Yeah, it? There's, it, it, I tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like the way they've recorded the guitar is quite high. They've, they've sort of they've engineered it in a way so it's more trebly than it is bassy. That's the way it sounds. You know, I mean, it could be like a, uh, it's a shallow guitar or a, quite a, you know, like a Ed Sheeran size guitar, which I don't think is a full size guitar. Hmm. You know, that, that sort of thing. Because it, it has that sound to it. And it, yeah, it. it it translates really well to this style of music and this and this sort of and especially in this song, I think it sounds brilliant. Yeah, a little bit tinny, but not a bad tinny. Yeah, it was actually something in his voice that I picked up on. He had something that Mumford and Sons have as well that a lot of folk bands don't, and he has a folk voice. Mm. And uh, it's it's hard to explain, but it's got like a twang. He's got like a twang in his voice that fits perfect. With that folk bluegrass type sound. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's 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 one of those. It's an it's a nuance. It's really hard to pin pigeonhole that. And but I know what you mean. It's it's. It, I don't know. I, I don't know how to pigeonhole it. I don't know how to describe it. Well, no, it's a it's a je ne sais quoi, isn't it? Yeah. 
I mean, you get some bands who pick up on it and they think then, you know, and they'll try and imitate it, but you can tell them putting it on. But I think it's it's genuine with him. It's you know, he's got that natural mm. twang in his voice, which, like I say, goes perfect is, with their is, style of music. Is a question for you. What's your interpretation of the lyrics? Well, I think it's some, so, you know, th- to me it sounds like he's some geezer who wants to, he's got visions and he's got things that he wants to do, but he just can't do it. I have no idea. I haven't heard the song. <laughs> no, no idea. I'm not going to oh. lie to you, and I'm going to point in the show as well. I've been listening to the wrong song all week. <laughs> <laughs> right well my interpretation of the song is whether i'm right or wrong i've got this uh this idea that he's he's a guy who's fallen in love and he's coming to terms with it he's coming to terms with the emotion of, of what it's bringing and he can't put it right there's a line in the song where he says oh he says he's been taking his time and he he, he wants to get his head straight he's basically the along the lines of it it's it's, it's good I, I really enjoyed it I've just had a brief listen to it. I've, uh, the, song, the song that I've been listening to all week was, um, I don't even know what it's, um, I've got Chasing Dreams. Yep. Yeah. And we're listening to? Taking My Time. Yeah. My, no, my G. Okay. no G. <laughs> no G. No G. Taking. Taking My Time, yeah. Okay. So yeah, check them out, everybody. They're on all the socials and everything else. We'll put them all in the show notes. Definitely worth I look and I listen. Okay, so our next artist is a young girl of 16 called Victoria. I had a chat with her manager and this is that chat and the accompanying song. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, The B-Side. How are you? Who am I speaking to? Um, my name is Angel and I am the president of Arrival. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Very cool. Um, yes, I'm the president of Arrival Music Group, uh, the company that has the, you know, the pleasure of working with uh, Ria Victoria. Okay, cool. Obviously, for health reasons, she couldn't make it today, and she's got some gigs yeah. coming up. So it's best that she rests. And that's- yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. That's fine. So yeah, tell me a bit about Ria. What's her story? Well, she's an emerging pop artist that has, she started at a very, very young age, I believe seven. She started actually dancing, I believe. Her mom wanted her to go into dance. She ended up getting a gig at um, Mini Pops, Mini Pop Kids, which um, gave her the opportunity to showcase her voice. And that, you know, spawned other things from there. People, you know, took notice to this uh, little girl with a big voice. And then she ended up uh, I believe auditioning through her agent for uh, something called the launch here, first season of the launch, which uh, she had the opportunity to go there and appear before these judges. A uh, boy George was one of them. So all these experiences have led to this point. People have taken notice of just who she is as an artist, her sound and her delivery. So in a nutshell, that's basically. She's come a long way in a short space yes. of time. Yes. She's only 16 too, right? So, Yeah, we struggle sometimes because we obviously we get lots and lots of submissions daily, like hundreds a week. And when you get the 16-year-olds and the younger folk come on, you tend not to take them too serious because the, 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 their sound is a lot of the time immature. But yeah. this grabbed our attention. She's 16 and the production and everything surrounding her music is well above her age. The, the production is faultless. It's it's as good as anything out there. Wow, thank you so much. That's amazing. That's a, that's such a big compliment. Thank you. 
who who helps with the production? I mean, or does she do most of it herself? Well, um, you know, uh, humbly speaking, you know, the production's done by myself and the writing as well. I've had the pleasure of being able to work with her and her allow me to explore and give her back her thoughts, um, whether it be production or, or lyrically. So that's all done in the house. I, like I said, I've had the privilege of her allowing me to, you know, to, 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 to do that and work with her like that. So Yeah, it's really good. Um, Thank you. It's, like I say, we get a lot of music through and, you know, some people nail the production and it's good, but a lot of the time they miss nuances and yeah. little things and the, this the little things that people don't realise are there until until they, you take it away. Like take the bass, for instance, in, say, a rock band. Yeah, it's it's quite understated, and you don't really hear it or notice it in the, in the music. But the moment you take that away, it, it's obvious. But the, what I'm saying is, there's little details within wow. the within the music that I can hear that amazing. most people That's miss amazing. out. It's like little things on the voice. You, you're not you're not you're not given a vocal tuning because she needs it. You add an effect to the voice, a little effect. It's yeah. almost something you'd miss. But yeah. it it adds to the overall production. We had to we had to tip our hat off to the to the production. It was amazing. No, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you know what? That's amazing you're saying that because that shows me, wow, that's great. Because a lot often you put a lot of work into the music and you you, you spend a lot of time with those extra nuances and things and think, man, is anybody going to even notice that? But I come from an era, you know. Um, I love '80s music. You know, I come from the era of and, and '90s. You know. Of of Ario Speedwagon, Jess, Jefferson Starship, you know, um, Chicago, Bon Jovi, Michael Jackson, Prince, Janet Jackson. Like, if you listen to a lot of the music back then, those nuances that you talk about, they were so prevalent in the music. They took time to give you those special nuances, and those are the things that, at some points during the song, you would feel this emotion, and you know. And it's amazing that you've paid attention to that because in producing, that's what I, I try to pay attention to. And and some would think, you know, why go? That's, you don't need to do that, man. The music just has to be bumping. The beat just has to be. But, you know, there's something to be said about making a, a art and really taking your time and, and giving people uh, different things that they can hang on to emotionally. You know, hopefully if we can do that, you know, one song at a time. Or And that's why I tell ask it, critique what we're doing. You know, tell me if you love it and tell me if you hate it. No problem. And I'll improve, right? And that's what this is all about. So, yeah, your perspective is great. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think you uh, you hit the nail on the head when you, you said art. What a good production team does is artwork. And I think it's been lo- lost. My, yes. um, my 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 youngest, well, my my baby at the moment, he's only two, but at the moment yeah. he's, he's exploring Amazing. music and he, he loves a... Uh, the Black Eyed Peas at the moment. Ah, amazing band, great band. Oh, I want to compare some of the production to what they've done, but I would I would go as far as to say it's even better, because oh, wow. the production with the Black Eyed Peas, I think they overproduced a lot of their okay. work, and they 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 kind of like took that art form, like you mentioned with Ario Speedwagon and Janet Jackson and all the others, and they mastered the art of doing it. And then you got bands who come later on, and they took what they did and they kind of amplified it, made it like a bastardized version of yeah, what it should no, have been. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, oh no, that's happening a lot now. 
It is, and yeah. It, it's happening a lot now, my brother. And I'll tell you something else. It's because it's it's happening and, and there's no quality control and it's actually making money. People yeah. believe it's act people are doing it a lot more, you know? Because there's no I mean, look at YouTube. It, there's such an influx of that. There's no quality control anymore. And um but that being said, it's not all doom and gloom. There's some great artists out there that are staying true and, and, and they're keeping to that principle of, and like you said so eloquently, those nuances and, you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, and, and they're making some great music, you know, and we just hope that uh, Victoria and any one of our artists can also soar amongst uh, those greats awesome. as well. So what does the rest of the year look like for Victoria? What has she got coming up? Um, you know what? We got so much. We just finished her video, uh, which is in the editing uh, phase right now. Really cool video for I'm Good. Um, we have a lot of interest and a lot of things are happening. It's a, it's a little bit of a storm around her right now in terms of a lot of people that want to attach themselves to her brand. Um, and um, we're just sorting through it all. You know, she's going to do uh, some performances. We're going to get ready. We're going to actually get back into the studio to finish her, her, her album. Uh, we're doing a comic book. Um, she's doing her first issue of her own comic book, transforming her into an anime, where she's going to have a series of stories just about her life, uh, where people can you know, either get online or get a hard copy. Uh, so the, the, she's going to have a busy you know, uh, rest of the year, and then, and and all that being said, we're we're in the middle of negotiations and stuff, and, and talking to people because she's in a place right now where a, a lot of interest is here, and and we're excited for the rest of the year. We'll just be negotiating, uh, doing shows, continuing her branding, and and getting out there, you know, meeting new people and sharing her story with people who can relate, and, and giving the world hopefully, you know, something. Of a new offering. Awesome. Sounds like yeah. you're going to be very busy as well. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It, it's a, it's an exciting but a very busy time, and we're fortunate. We, uh, a rival music group falls under the umbrella of MDC Media Group, and uh, I just want to say something about this gentleman because he's he this gentleman is a visionary. He's somebody who is fearless in so many senses. His name is Manuel Da Costa. He, he actually is the parent company and. I tell you, when you're able to have a vision and bring that vision to fruition, it, it's cool. It's not easy. You hit roadblocks, but when you can do it, it's very cool. And that's what this opportunity has allowed a rival music group uh, to do. And uh, so um, the stars are aligning. We're fortunate to have Victoria and and Peter Serrato and Skylar London. But um, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, I don't want to go on too much. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, but uh, we are. Nice girl, and the thing is, she's she's only sixteen, so only she's, 16, she's yeah. only she's only gonna get better as well. She's still gonna mature. She's still gonna find That's probably right. you know she's still got more of herself to find yet as well. So yeah, yeah the future the future looks bright for her. I think yes, it does. It yeah. does. It does. It really does. And you know, and and my thing is again, as long as we can, as long as the music can affect change. And that's one of the, our, our, our mission statement is building our bridge through expression. As long as the music can affect change in other people's lives. As she grows up as an artist, is, is we're hoping that for her, that she grows up, she grows with that principle. That the music should be out there affecting change and um, helping people in uh, whatever capacity that is. Because I think that's what music is here for. So. Yeah. Awesome. And it sounds like she's got the right team behind her to push her forward you. as well. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, we're trying, trying our best, hmm. definitely. So uh, if people want to listen to her or get, you know, contact her, you know, just to send her love or whatever, uh, like socials and streaming links, has she got all those? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know what? They can see her at Victoria Azevedo. Uh, that's her Instagram, Victoria Azevedo. And, or they can go on to RiaOfficial.com, right? And that will connect, you know. So once, you know, I would say just go to RiaOfficial.com. Once you do that, it will just connect you to everything else. And, you know, or just simply Google her name and um, a lot of stuff will come out and you can, you know, do your research from there and, and, and see what you think. But her Instagram has a lot of traffic on there and uh, you, can get the, you can get a sense of who she is from her Instagram or whatnot. We'll stick all the links in the show notes as well so people can awesome. connect straight through. Excellent. Perfect. Amazing. Okay, so I just want to say thank you, Angel, for joining us on the show. It's been really good to chat with you. We hope that you can send Victoria our best wishes, and we hope for a speedy recovery. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been a uh, pleasure, uh, really. It's uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, and I wish you and your show all the best. And whenever, you know, please, we would love to uh, come on uh, when Victoria's feeling better. I, I would love to have her come on and chat with you. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. We'll send over some dates and we'll try and sort something out. In the meantime, I'm going to play Victoria's song now. And uh, that song is I'm Good. Is that right? I'm good. That's right. I'm good. So this is I'm Good by Victoria. Nobody up with the side not to let it out. So I could see how deep in the lie you will go down Now you can stop trying to hustle me again with a fake smile Oh no I can't ride this wave with you Like I used to ride the wave before It's my time to get away from you I'ma let you do you you and I can't have it, ay. No more competing for the spotlight If we ain't never cool again, it's alright Cause you ain't never meant to be in my life I'll be good, I'll be, I'll be good So petty, so messy, so misinformed about all the reasons we faded All the words you can't put back in your mouth So down for me when there's no one else around Get up off my table with all my things on Peace out to something we know won't last on I can't ride this wave with you You should ride the wave before Time to get away from you Some changes, I'm over the games and the way you behaving. Goodbye. 
Disclaimer, the conversation you're about to hear between me and Wayne happened before the interview that I had with Victoria's manager, so we weren't privy to the information within the interview you've just heard. Okay, so that was Victoria, a.k.a. Rhea, with her song, I'm Good. Am I right in thinking that she's 16 years old, or 15 coming on 16? I think she's 16. That's incredible. You know, because she writes for someone who's who's beyond her years. Now... I'm saying that, you know, I'm assuming that she's wrote this song because this song is so well polished, you know, it's 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 glossy in its production, you know, and it's very contemporary. But having said that, the, the contents of the song is really quite up to date. You know, it's 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 a breakup song and, and you know, and a, and a get over something song this, for right now. You know, the way people's attitudes are to breakups and, and getting over things right now. I don't know if you've noticed, Rich, but, you know, the, the the kids nowadays, they like we were, you know what I mean? No, they've got a lot more tech at their disposal, which yeah. uh, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, I do, like you say, the production on this is exemplary. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Black Eyed Peas recently because the baby likes the Black Eyed Peas and he's been listening to Boom Boom Power a lot. And the production on this reminds me a lot of the production on... The Black Eyed Peas, which makes me think that she might have had some help with the production because it's oh, there's definitely it's, it's, it's absolutely bang on. It's it, even on the the voice, you get certain little yeah. nuances that you wouldn't think of unless you really know what you're doing. And I think this level of quality production isn't something that comes with talent alone. It feels to me like something that comes with experience. But I could be wrong, you know. So yeah, I think the uh, I think. Like you were saying, the production on this is exemplary. It's some some of the best I've, I've heard, and that's a, it's like you saying that it's, it sounds quite up to date. It was quite nostalgic for me. It was taking me taking me back, and I wonder, I worry that she might be trying to ro- ride a wave that's already gone. But I'm not sure. You know what's funny? I've wrote as my last little note down here. I put it has a nice '90s, early '90s R&B vibe. I'm thinking yeah. maybe a little bit later, like I say, the Black Eyed Peas when they did that mm. boom boom pow, and things like. Mm. Maybe not boom boom. That, that's that's overproduced. That was, but um. Well, you know, she's 16 and she's churning out stuff like this already. You know, there's a future there for her. She just it's just about marketing herself right and and getting in the right place at the right time. As as we spoke about before, Rich, <clears throat> it's a lottery. You know, getting discovered is a lottery. So. Yeah. And she is 16, you know, she probably still needs to find her style still, maybe, I don't know. And she'll definitely evolve, because that's what artists artists do, but I, I don't think she'll stay where she is. But to be fair, at the age of 16, what she's produced here, yeah. like oh, I say, yeah. it's an ex- exemplary piece of work. Well, this, if this turned up on, you know, Radio 1, after, I don't know, name any, any artist who's on Radio 1, because I can't. But if this turned up after one of their songs, it'd fit straight in. You know, the, the way it's produced, the way it sounds, the way she sings, everything about it is very, right now, it's very up to a point. You know, you can, in, in 15 years' time, you'd be able to round this down to a certain point in time. 
I'm not. That sounds like a negative. It's not a negative at all. What I'm saying is that she's she's fitting into the bracket where she wants to perfectly, and it's all down to luck now. Whether you know, and and the right push and the right the right promotion in the right place. But yeah, mm, I think it, she could be. Yeah, I hope you're right. But uh, I like I say, I think with this song, she might be like I say, might be trying to ride a wave that's already gone. But I might be wrong. I might be wrong. She might reignite that wave, mate. You never know. Maybe, but uh, as a song in, in and as itself, it's it's yeah, it's per- perfectly produced. It's, it's a fantastic song. Yeah. So we'll move on then now. But yeah, yeah, before before I do, listeners, check her out, show her some love, and go and visit her socials and shit. Right. So we're going to move on to our wild card section now. Right, so this is a new section of the podcast where we just randomly pluck out one of the people who have been, would we call it a competition? Competition feels like the right word, but I don't think it was. It was a, a lottery, as it were. <laughs> it really was. You know, explain, explain to the listeners what exactly happened. Well, I, de- I decided that this way, none of our biases can get in the way of the music because they haven't been chosen They've been randomly selected. So I'll put on Twitter and Facebook, send your music to competitions at yhhtmpc.com. You know, if you want to get on the show this Sunday, bloody blah. Yeah. And this is these artists, this band, this duo has been randomly selected. Uh, yeah, so just pulling back the curtain and just a little bit. So Richie messaged me earlier and just said, choose a number uh, between one and how many emails we had. So I chose uh, song 21, email 21. And this is the the competition lottery winner, as it were. So I chose email 21 or song 21 as it is. And we came up with the Joyview band and their song. It's called, it's called the demise of somebody, isn't it? Is it the demise of somebody? Yes, the demise of... Oh, what's the name the of it? The demise of Philip Quinn. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, that, that's their song title. The demise of Philip Quinn. So yeah, like I said earlier, this this is a bit hit hit and miss. This because we, we don't we don't select them. So some weeks we are gonna have some absolute dog shit, and th- that is to be expected. But I'm hoping that it's gonna add to the entertainment, and it's gonna te- test us as professionals. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna certainly do that. Wow. I think we landed lucky this week, to be honest. I was yeah, I was. I, I was exactly, <laughs> I was exactly the same as you. You sent the email over. I went here. We go. Hit the button and thought this is this is an absolute lottery. This is. It I really was, was. Yeah, I was absolutely taken aback. I think this is. Brilliant. Well, this this is the bio. Joy View is a band, but their story is a little different. While both expected to be merely a wild fling, quickly became a true blue, May December romance that flourished into a defining creative outlet for both Matthew Eklund and Zia. The couple have been honing their musical collaboration in private for the last two years. They have a lot to say. Musically, they get squirmy when asked to pinpoint what genre or style they fall into. Alternative? That's a safe bet. Underneath the rich vocals and dense layers of sounds and rhythms, you'll find a deep, personal band wearing their hearts on their sleeves 
nice quick bio snapping straight to the point thank you for that and when you listen to him you just think of listen to that bio you think oh a quirky pair this is gonna be what what well you don't know dear you? you just don't know well, yeah you, you have a preconceived notion of what of how this is going to sound don't you that's what that's that's the first thing you go this is going to sound a certain way this is going to sound you know husband and wife but boyfriend and girlfriend who both really enjoy music and they're really got... shit sunny and share that's what i'm thinking <laughs> they, they, they've both they've both got their you know, their quirky music taste you know one likes live and the other one's got a really obscure bob dylan album that they're really proud of and you think this is going to be oh this is going to yeah this is going to be really shit sunny and sunny and share and then i put it on and went oh no this is nothing like that this is yeah it blew my expectation completely out of the water i wasn't expecting it to be this i finished and polished to be honest and you know to to quote neil it's got a brilliant i mean it's got a brilliant light and shade now we've i've only sat with this song for the last what time is it now um, yeah i've only had this song for about an hour and a half so i've only listened to it once all the way through but i absolutely love it i think it's uh it has you'll, you'll like this rich it has a really nice enya vibe yes that was that was exactly what i had wrote down yeah i like the way it grabs your attention and it does that whole up and down with with the volumes and and the instrumentation and the singing and the chorus and you know it's an old school method of writing songs there's nothing wrong with writing songs like that. You haven't got to reinvent, reinvent the wheel for the thing still to move around and push you along. So I think this is, yeah, what a lottery win for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good start to a new section, I think. Um, I, I don't like the way artists do that thing where they say, oh, I, I, I'm not a, a, a certain genre. I don't like to be pinpointed. I'm not this, I'm not that. Uh, John Worthy did it when in the interview. They were saying that that you know, they don't, you know, they're not bluegrass. They're not folk. They like to call themselves this, that, the other. No, you, you're definitely folk. Maybe a bit of bluegrass, mainly folk. These we get squirmy when we get given a um, when we get asked about that. No, you're definitely eighties power pop with a bit of a modern <laughs> flair. That's what you are. This this song would have worked perfectly in a eighties movie soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. Good shout on that. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad thing though. That's not a bad thing. Going back to what you were saying there about you know people not wanting to be pigeonholed. I get it. I get the whole not being wanting to be pigeonholed. But if you don't get pigeonholed, and you no don't, no one's going to find you. That's my point exactly. I've found bands who I absolutely adore because I listen to other bands who sound like them. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with sounding like somebody else and, and admitting that you're sounding there's nothing wrong with saying you're a metal band just because you, you sound a bit different it still makes you metal just just chuck it out there people will like you and if, if you're good enough then people will just they'll find you yeah there's nothing wrong with being pigeonholed into a genre no I, I agree I like yeah I think I don't want to delve into it too much because it's obviously a touchy subject for bands and stuff you know they, they want to they want to be different but yeah, I'd definitely put these under that 80s power pop. I don't know about yourself. What would you... I mean, if you, you was going to... I'd, I'd go with exactly how they describe themselves as an alternative. You know, I mean, I've, I've got a massive love for, for alternative music. Uh, Zustra, who we had on the B-sides not long ago. I'd sort of pigeonhole them in that sort of... And I don't want to say pigeonhole, but I'd sort of put them in that sort of area. You know, it's a bit of electronic. It's, it's lots of influences pushed together 
to make something that's different that you can't really say is this and it's not really that but it is something else which is where the alternative comes into you know there's there's bits of folk in this there's bits of electronica there's bits of there's a bit of country in there i think either way i was very impressed and shall be listening to more of their stuff yeah yeah can't really add anything to that um so it's a nice a nice first song for the new yeah. section i believe when i was reading their bio the same as you was rich i believe that this is so this has been like two years in the making this these set of songs this ep or um, album I'm, obviously i've only seen the one but the songs they've released or the song they've released has been a couple of years in the making and now they're releasing it so this is technically this might be their first play you know Could be, live yeah. out in the world yeah so <clears throat> if it is let us know I'm, I'm, yeah if it is I'm I'm very uh, very stoked to be playing your song first time maybe have them on the B-side in the future get them get yeah. an interview with them or something absolutely so you can find us on all the social media outlets if there's a new one well I don't know is there a new one Rich is there any new social medias I, I don't know TikTok Tick, that's not a social media outlet is it I'm, I have no idea it's something my kids use I haven't oh, got a clue okay. what it is. No, we, no we're, on, we're is. on all the main ones. And uh, we, we yeah. keep getting added to different... The podcast keeps getting added to different things. That you'll, you'll just type us in Google. Y-H-H-T-M-P-C. If you haven't heard this music podcast. Yeah, go back and uh, listen to our previous episodes and all our guests. We recently uh, had our lovely friend Ema on. She was a fantastic guest. It was one of my favourite episodes, that was, you know, Rich. It was one of my favourite episodes as well. Yeah, really good. It was yeah. It was complete ramshackle and, and should not have worked as well as it did because of all the, you know, her uh, behind father, the scenes. Her father's become yeah. like the fourth member of the team. <laughs> he promotes the podcast more than I do. <laughs> Very Bless good. Bless him. Um, yeah. If you want to leave us some feedback, we had some feedback the other day, didn't we? Um, through Twitter. Did we? Yeah, uh, that guy saying, uh, and we should enjoy the podcast, and saying that you, he was he was upset that you didn't know who PJ Harvey was. Uh, I did know, I just didn't think she was as famous as what she apparently <laughs> is, so I've had to take that back. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to leave us some feedback, uh, that'd be that'd be brilliant. Obviously, tune into the show. Who's on our next show, Rich? On our next show, we have. I do know actually. I do. Episode twelve. Episode twelve, we have Francesca Louise. Yeah, so Francesca Louise is our guest on the next episode. She is. That'll be released when it's released. I can't think. No, it's it's a while away. We've had we've had a couple of weeks. Yes, off, we've, we? we've had a bit of a break from the uh, main show. Yeah. So yes. Take a listen to all of the artists that have been uh, on the show. Check out the works on SoundCloud and Spotify and the likes. We'll put all the Facebooks and the other socials in the in the show notes. So yeah, all that's left to say is thank you for listening. If indeed you're still on. Goodbye. Goodbye.
uh, at the risk of sounding um, offensive, but sort of hipsterish. It's it's that sort of area. I've lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've totally lost my point there. And we came up with the Joyview Band and their song. <laughs> Don't know. Didn't write it down. <laughs> Hold on one second. You're the only person in the country who still has a cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah. En USPS entregamos más paquetes para que tú también puedas hacerlo. Llegaron mis zapatos de fútbol. Más rápido de lo que esperaba. Entrega para la futura deportista. Huepa, llegó la sortija y le va a encantar. Está en ella. Entrega para una futura esposa. Oye, llegó mi nueva computadora. Entrega para una futura startup. En USPS, sin importar el negocio que tengas, siempre estaremos entregando por ti. Entregamos para todos. Conoce más en usps.com diagonal para todos. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.